Hello, David. Hello, sir. How are you? More importantly, are you good? Fresh and ready for another podcast-a-thon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am, actually. I um, always like doing this one, chatting uh, the flick. What's the flicks mean? I guess it's um, uh, celluloid flicking through the projector. So a little 35mm flicking through the projector and it makes sort of the sound doesn't it tick 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 as it goes through i mean it's not like that now it's all digital so that's like a um a nostalgia element now i mean in actual fact it shouldn't be called film it should be called um bits and bytes zeros and digits type of thing because that's the reality unless you're chris nolan or steven spielberg and you won't have a digital camera you know because they die underneath the 35 millimeter sword don't they? they say it has to be film to keep it pure type of thing. <clears throat> Hi, David, ringing you up. Hi, David, do you want to go and see a, a Bits and Digits or whatever it is? Oh, God, it's not. It's no. lost that sexy vibe. It's like, do you want to um, kiss a fridge or kiss a real woman type of thing? Do you want warm flesh against you or some metal robot? <clears throat> so it sounds like I got quite emotional then. I had a frog in my throat. Yeah. Well, how are you? I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. So you you've been stuffing your face full of films, have you? I'm trying to think. Oh yes, because you were at the Baftas, Captain, weren't you? For crying out loud, that's why we didn't do it last week. I have been stuffing my face full of films. Uh, the last two films I watched were uh, Women Talking, a uh, a film about a um, a group of women in a cult who are being abused by the men within the community. So quite a high-powered feminist tale that's been nominated for a lot of Oscars. And last night I watched Cocaine Bear, an 80-set comedy about uh, drug dealers who accidentally drop a package of cocaine into a forest and the bear uh, snaps nozzles up, is that the word? Inhales all the cocaine and it's basically Yogi Bear meets Harvey Weinstein running around uh, high on cocaine Harvey oh, Weinstein sorry we're just <laughs> oh my goodness who's that my wife oh your wife I thought it was Mandy I thought yeah, it was Mandy my wife. The, no uh, Mandy's the down there oh there we look go at her, she's staring at you like look at Mandy whoa look at the red lasers all flipping heck Bloody hell, you could cut a man in half with those red lasers. They're, they're dancing all over your face. I feel like Sean Connery and Goldfinger is coming up to his legs. Bloody hell, she just laser said, beams. suck up my lasers, big boy. God, she's abusing me with disco lights. That's pretty what do you think of that? Suck up my lasers, big boy. I don't know how you suck up lasers. You get a straw out know and try and suck David up the light Did you stayed at mine last night? I don't quite know how to do it. I'll happily suck them up if she you know, you puts know her lights away. You stayed at hers last night. Oh? I'm just I, on the couch. Purely don't on the lie. couch. Nothing you just said don't about. lie. Don't lie. Please. Well, I'm not lying. I'm saying I was under yes, your you roof. Are. I didn't get under your duvet, though. I didn't get underneath your... She just said, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, he did. Well, yeah, okay. You know, I, I didn't. I wasn't. Tell everyone just, you know, what happened like last night. Just now, she just said, "Tell everyone what happened last night." Nothing sexual took place. I mean, I don't think physically it could do. Yes, it was it just did. a block of metal. She just said, "Yes, it did." I was rubbing up against her just to keep warm, like you would do with two bits of flint or wood. Simple as that. It was very cold. Mandy, going for a cold. Is patch. David lying? Does a bear shit in the woods? 
There you go. Well, the thing is, what else could I do than rub up again? I don't, I don't get too sexual, but there's no plugs or there's nothing else well, I could do. Spun around. Well, yeah, she kept doing that and waking me up. It was worse than being next to someone are you, snoring. Are you saying Mandy is lying? I'm just thinking about people that have turned this podcast on for the first time. I know. I think they need to do like an Origins um, uh, episode, I think. They've at... downloaded it to listen to some films. Film reviews. Well, it's like tuning into um, Breaking Bad Season 4, Episode 6. I mean, you've got to have some backstory to understand what's going on. Matt, what is it? Mandy's our, our random movie generator and David has a relationship with her, don't you? She's a robot, I'm a man, and we're crossing boundaries because of love and romance. Simple as that. Okay, let's let's you talk know. about this off-pod. Absolutely, yeah. Off-pod therapy, we'll call it. Let's see if anyone's watching live. Morning, everybody. Jess Cordell, Mike Rolls, Ryan Holder, Dr. Griggles, Sandy, David Panel, Pete Rory, Jeff Dale, and Joel likes this. There you go. Wow. Joel likes this. That's quite, that's a positive um, surname, isn't it? Likes this. Joel likes this. So did you go and watch Cocaine Bear last night at the cinema? I did. I watched Cocaine Bear last night. It was trying to be a kind of 80s style Tremors, whereby it had that Jaws element of a, um, a killer animal on the loose, but mixed with like a small community American vibe, a bit like Gremlins with, um, yes, it is with sprinkles of comedy in there. And it really didn't pull it off at all i mean you can tell that it attracted a lot of good names for instance ray liotta's in there um and also lord and miller produced it the lego movie guys so it comes from good ilk but i mean it makes you start to respect people like edgar wright who are able to balance that kind of comedy and horror or comedy and drama it's very hard to pull that balance off do a comedy gag and then try and get the audience on the end of their seat because you've got a bear attack coming it just didn't pull it off and also there wasn't a central character it's an ensemble of characters so you never get enough time with one main protagonist and and the bear cgi is very poor which might add to the comedy but then the horror element is then very very weak has it got good reviews um, it had good reviews at the moment it's got 70 percent on rotten tomatoes having said that no one was laughing in the cinema i was in and it was quite packed some of the special effects are quite poor, and I think one of the reasons for that, it's all set, except the last 20 minutes, the whole thing is set in the day. And I don't think the budget can withstand doing CGI during the day. <clears throat> As in, like, you know, sunny light. Yeah, I see. Right. This is the idea. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in... You could tell they were quite confident with it. It's Elizabeth Banks who um, directed it, and she was originally an actress. And um, it's just very hard to create that hybrid mix of genre styles. God, they're bad reviews, David. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone down. The reviews have gone. I'll tell you why. Straight away, you knew, I knew potentially it was going to be poor. <clears throat> I went to see it because of Lord and Miller's name attached to it. But it was not uh, actually released to be reviewed until yesterday. And that's always a sign that a studio are nervous about the film, that they don't actually release it for reviews. Basically, there was no press screenings for it. So they kept it away from the critics as long as possible. If there's a film you're interested in and you can't see any reviews for it until the day it comes out, that means the studio have lost all confidence in it massively. So it must be a nightmare when even the producers just know it's crap. 
And it's like, well, we're gonna have to push it out. And the less reviews we get, the better. So like people like Mark Camot, when they finally got to see it, it would have just been with the general public because the studio would have buried it for yeah, weeks. Yeah, so, okay, so they go in watching knowing that it's going to be a bit of a... Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they, they want the opening weekend to be big. So, you know, less mm. negative word of mouth, you can get your Man. opening weekend. Right. Because usually after your opening weekend, the box office slumps 40 to 60% anyway after the opening weekend because it's so competitive. So if you can protect it, you can get most of your money back. Well, you know about at least three quarters of your production money back. Can you do an impression of the cocaine bear? (laughs) Sort of like um, a lawnmower. Yeah. That's kind of like lost its um, its diesel gasoline. How do you do do that impression? Can you teach me? Sort of like, um, it's like a revving car. It's like... It's like a, a Suzuki um, motorbike, basically, going for a sort of mud activity. You do the next so bit. Don't think about... And it's just that on a continuous loop. And then you've got that kind of bare grizzly vibe. But you've got to remember, he's on an A-list drug. So you've got to add a bit of energy to each of the growls. Um, <clears throat> do, do you, did you go last night with Ryan? I certainly did, absolutely. How many people in there? I love knowing how many people are in there watching. Quite, I would say about two-thirds of the cinema was full. Oh, right. Do you know, Cocaine Bear is a sort of film that will get exactly. poor reviews, but it still could do well. Exactly, yeah. You know, marketing-wise, it's all cleverly put together. <clears throat> Let me just... Uh, there's just something on the mat there. Hang on. Okay. So, David, this week's movie review, I don't remember what. I've got a feeling it was one that filled you full of dread. Absolutely. It was Pete's Dragon. <laughs> Super duper. <laughs> so, that weekend, you were at the BAFTAs and I was watching Pete and his dragon. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it quite long? Very, very long. Right. I'm going to give you the exact duration. It was way over two hours. Um, oh no, no, it was about. It was no, it was like two hours and ten minutes. It's a long old piece of celluloid, as we're saying, flickering through the projector. Um, so, how did you feel putting it on? Um, trying to try to keep a clear, optimistic head, but that head was surrounded by the mist of um, uh, cynicism. Can, can we watch your face as soon as to see what you look like when the film started over the first sort of 30 seconds? When did it hit you that this could be trouble? Well, you might have to describe it for the podcast listeners as I sculpt the. Yeah. Um... So David's watching. And he's. And he's. Right. He's already frowning. Why? Why were you pulling that face so early on? 
I mean, it opens with a massive, because um, I mean, basically the film is like Oliver Twist. It's like Peter is like this orphan who's got parents that basically work him. They're like rednecks and they, they don't want a, a child, they want a slave. And then he befriends this animated dragon and they go on adventures together. But the opening of the actual film is the uh, redneck family trying to hunt Peter down. God, I thought you said trying to help him. him. No, no, no humping. Good old bit of humping. Um, oh, Mandy. Could have done with a bit of humping just said. to keep me interested. No, what, what did she say? Good old bit of humping. Goodness me. Well, she wants to keep her electronic mouth, you know. This is a family show. You know, we don't, we're not going to talk about humping willy-nilly in between a review. Why aren't you else. telling the truth? Um, why? She just said, why aren't you telling the truth? I've told them that you and me slept in a bed with a duvet over us. I placed one hand tenderly why over your Why did you sleep in a bed door. with her? Because it's cold. It's February. We're going for a frosty patch. Because it's cold. Oh yes, you do to try and um, share body heat. Why it's did like you go over? To, why did you go over to her place anyway? Just to have a conversation, just to be social, just to interact and engage on a social level, on a platonic level. Simple as that. Thing is, I can't have a sexual relationship with her. She's an asexual metal uh, box. There's, there's just no opportunity there. You're there's hurting there's no me. Where, where you pop She just said you're hurting me. Well, I'm only saying the facts. I don't. I wonder. I'm going to ask people in the in the comment box. Do you believe David or do you believe Mandy? Do you believe that David and Mandy had a sexual relationship last night, or do you believe they didn't? Okay, let's carry on with the film podcast. <laughs> if they say yes, you know, give me a how. After the yes, give me a how. How is it possible? Basically, Peter Dragon. It's the um, the acting is really over the top. Like it's Annie, really like 1970s Annie. The songs are appalling. They're like musical chamber hall songs. The animation is more like Hanna Barbaria, Scooby Doo, Yogi Bear than like classic Disney. And then the mix of live action and animation, it came out around the same sort of time as Mary Poppins. But um, it's like they'd really not put the same production budget into it. And as you've rightly pointed out, overstays its welcome it's way 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 too long far too long the acting is is all so theatrical every line is shouted right it's How did um, it do when it came out i think it did okay it got its budget back but it's not seen as a, as a disney classic it was remade though recently well about eight years ago into a cgi live action film and that got very good reviews interestingly so if i had time i'd like to look at the, the new live action one but this one, it just feels like it feels like 1970s children's TV. You know, I'd like to be more positive about it, but um, it's just ultra. The acting has no sense of realism attached to it whatsoever. Well, let's let's listen to a little bit of Pete's Dragon. Mm, you're a good cook, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I look in your eyes and you whisper. Joking. 
Really? Oh, you're just saying that. Is it true? So there you go, David. Um, how many sittings did this take to get through? A lot. Did it? Did you get through it? Um, not in one day. It took me two. Because it's a long old film. I would say about maybe eight sittings. And there were times. I mean, I feel sorry for the movie, mate. Eight sittings. I know. I do feel as though I'm being a bit overly negative. But there were times where I actually That's had to go back. That's 15 minute a sitting. Yeah, I don't think you could do more than that. There were times where I had to actually go back and re-watch scenes. Because I was losing the thread. So it's like, Dave, do this properly. If you're going to watch it, watch it. How would you feel if you but, listened to a film listen to a film podcast and the reviewer said, oh, I did it in eight sittings. I just... Oh, horrific. It'd just be a, a go, disaster. Oh, I don't take I this guy guilty. seriously. This is true. Mark Kermode wouldn't have done it in eight sittings. He'd have just done it in one old marathon. He wouldn't have given himself endless breaks. You are right. That is appalling. You sit in the screening room with your pen and paper. If you're going to you call yourself a film reviewer, be a film reviewer, Sonny. You are right. Yeah, you don't take breaks. That is for the weak-hearted. So everyone, people in the chat box are saying, um, I believe Mandy, I believe Mandy, Dirty Edwards, uh, Mandy, Mandy. There you go. But what would I have done to her? All right. Not on the podcast. Very true. Very true. Okay, so was was this the film you expected going into it? Uh, not as bad. Oh! I thought it was going to be like, there'd be some elements of interest. It was just, um, the, the the songs really were like, slap your thigh, London um, theatre chamber pieces. It was really over the top. And the acting, every line was shouted like it was on a stage. What do you think if I, it, my boys watched it? They wouldn't be engaged. In this world of Pixar entertainment, forget it. The animation is Hanna-Barbera. It's not Disney. And when I mean Hanna-Barbera, I mean like, you know, Jetsons, Flintstones, Yogi. Do you know what I mean? That kind of like Saturday morning cartoon feel. And also the, the intermeshing of live action and celluloid, it doesn't feel seamless. It's almost like... Do you think it, like it felt Disney special at the hope- time? I would say yes, but also no, because Mary Poppins's and bed knobs and broomsticks, that was a lot more Im- impressively executed. Yeah. Okay, well. A lot more. That's David's review of Pete's Dragon. And I do feel bad being so negative. No, I'm trying to no, think you've just got any, to be you. Well, actually, what about the film snobs that live in the palace? What would they think of it? What would they say? What would they say if we asked them now? How would they respond? The idea of this um, wearing the Disney badge on its label is an absolute disgusting, horrific mess. This film is a disease, a virus that needs to be brought to an end. This is this is this was eyeball purgatory. When would it come to an end? For crying out loud! What child could sit and what did it even give the child at the end? There was no moral. There was no discussion. This isn't storytelling. This is just a mortgage board of animation laziness. This is pathetic. This is going to keep me up all night. Pete's Dragon has now become a code name for art nihilism. <laughs> This should be shown in the Tate Modern. Why don't you become this guy? Why don't you get? Why don't you become a film critic? 
Like A.O. Gill, why don't you... I'd love this guy to exist. Just go around and slagging off movies. Maybe I should just morph into this person. Yeah, be him. Be him. I tell you what, with Pete's dragon, yeah, I should just be him. I should get rid of David. It was like he's a hat. Just chuck him aside and just put on this new hat. I'd send emails to people to prepare for it. Do you know what I mean? Because it would be a bit of a sudden shock that <laughs> yeah, yeah, their relationships with me up. would change. Yeah. But, I mean, um, it's something to consider, isn't it? It'd be a bit more... That, that character's got a bit more oomph, a bit more oil in the old engine. Yeah. Dr. Gregor says Morgusbord. Morgusbord. What did I, did I say Morgusbord? Morgusbord. Get it right for crying out loud. If you're going to use these words, utilise them. Yeah. Get your tongue around them, Captain. Execute it appropriately. Um, okay, so now we're going to find how many... We're going to hear from you how many chock ices out of five you've given Pete's Dragon. I will bring out one chock ice from the fridge. I know. What can you say? It was just you've too much. You've never, ever done that before. <laughs> I think it was just like the acting was just too much. It was just like one. It was almost. It didn't even change gears either. Really, it was just continuously like a really over the top theatrical, poorly animated. The songs were poor, outstayed its welcome as well. Didn't need to be two hours. <clears throat> really didn't. I guess we're over sport with Pixar animation. I think also this is a kids film patronising the four kids and in this day and age a lot of kids films have got a way in for adults as well yeah. and I didn't feel that was the case with Pete's Dragon at all I just want, I just want to focus on you giving it one that's a big moment in this podcast one I know shock ice I do feel bad about that anyone we, anyone we know who's in it who we could get in contact with and get them on the pod um Anyone alive? Jim Dale is in it. Is he? God, is he still alive? He, he, he plays the villain. Mickey Rooney obviously has passed away, but they're the two most well-known kind of names. Jim Dale plays Dr. Terminus, who's a um, uh, a salesman that goes between small communities to try and uh, sell fake medicine I mean, and potions. This is 45. And then he this, tries to kidnap the dragon. This is 45 years ago. I know it's severely dated, no, but but no one's going to be alive, are they? Unfortunately, not. So that one chuck on it is not going to keep anyone asleep. Graves will turn, but actual human beings won't be in any way put out. Well, thank you so much, David, for this week's movie review. Not at all, Captain. Not at all. David Edwards Movie Tip So, David, movie tips for this week. Got any? I certainly have. Exciting. movie um, recommendation I have here. Great. Which is, um, let's just get it completely right. Yes, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah. So that came out when... When we went over to America, that was out at the same time as Brian and Charles. 
It's quite similar yeah. to Brian and Charles yeah. in a way. It's got a similar vibe. It's by A24, the same people who produce Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once, a big Oscar film. And they're well known for very quirky, experimental kind of indie films. And Marcel's definitely got that feel. It's a mix of live action and stop motion. That started off as a short, didn't it? I think. It did a YouTube short. And Jenny Slater, um, make sure I've got a name right there. Jenny Slater, basically, um, Jenny Slate, get rid of the R Edwards. Jenny Slate uh, does the voice for the actual shell. And also she co-writes it. She's a one, an American comedian. And it did become a big YouTube hit. And it's basically about a documentarian, documentary filmmaker who's divorced from his wife. So he's living in an Airbnb flat. And he comes across a small shell who can talk and has legs. And they start to interact and bond. And um, it's it, there's definite moments where it's like, is this for kids or is it for adults? Because, like, for instance, you meet Marcel's grandmother and you start to realise that she's suffering from dementia and things like that. So there's some quite adult emotional moments there. It's it's quite quirky, um, you know, which is a very sort of um, lazy word, but it goes against your expectations of a usual kind of comedy drama. And um, the documentary filmmaker starts filming Marcel and putting um, video footage of their interactions online on YouTube. And Marcel becomes this big kind of like internet star. But um, it's well developed. And the characters, there's a lot of emotional pathos there. It's not just a crazy, colourful, live-action, stop-motion adventure. There's a lot going on with the characters. As I say, like the grandmother at the beginning, you think it's a bit dotty and a bit of a comedy figure. But you start realising, no, she's actually losing her memory. And she's going through genuine dementia. And the documentary filmmaker's going through a lot of inner struggles as well because his marriage has come to an end so um yeah did you see this I, at the I, cinema? I did see it in the cinema and it's a nice mix between live action and stop motion the actual animation style is quite uh, refreshing as well so you, it sounds like you enjoyed this i did enjoy it absolutely definitely it's definitely it's a it's a nice palate cleanser yeah Something new, a bit different, and it's what A24, the production company, are becoming renowned for. These more kind of experimental, slightly different, not your obvious Marvel movie kind of formula. Going against those big Hollywood tentpole films, but still giving them like a big cinema release. Low budget. Many people watching it? Um, No, sadly not. About nine to ten people. So they're kind of like these low budget films... So they don't need to make loads of money back. No. And through that, they can be quite experimental in their content. I don't know the top of my head, actually. Yeah. Um, but have a look. Yeah. Um, I'd have thought definitely below 10 million. Cool. That sounds a lot. 10 million sounds a lot. I know. In Worldwide the, uh, in the box realms office. Of Hollywood. Buy me. Six million dollars. Oh, my God. It hasn't done well, has it? It has done well. Did you say six million? Yeah. Um, six million for a worldwide budget. No, I mean, box office. Right. Uh, no. no, no, yeah, box office. That's not. Um, oh, that is for a little good. indie movie. Um, it depends what the actual. Um, yes, you are probably right for a small indie movie like that. They haven't printed its budget annoyingly. They sometimes do keep that under wraps. Um, Sometimes you get that. No, they haven't. Yeah, six point seven million worldwide. It depends what the budget was and Wouldn't how much they put into advertising. It could be ten million. Really? It could be with advertising as well. It could be. 
right. I could be wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, don't, get mean, me, um, don't get me wrong. Don't get me right. What, what should you have said then? Don't get me wrong. Um, don't get me Don't right. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, should, I could be wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me. I um, could uh, be wrong. Don't get me. I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I think it's don't get me wrong. I think it's don't get me wrong. I could wrong. be wrong about Everything. that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I could be... Could someone explain I think, why I'm struggling with I think with it that? just needs to be... Um, I, um, don't get me wrong about this. Don't get me wrong about this. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> Simple fact. I think it's best just to say it could be wrong. Yeah, well, I everything could be wrong. everywhere don't all at once. Wrong. Don't get me. Don't get. Don't get me wrong. It's best just to say. Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong. What's that? Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong about. I think it's best just to say. I could be wrong about Marcel uh, the shells budget. Instead of that, instead of just a clear sentence with a clear beginning, middle, and end, and a full stop. Yeah, but don't I feel like I feel like you should be able to say. Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong about this. It just felt. Feel like you. I think it's um. Don't get me wrong because I could be wrong about this. I think you're over egging it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong and leave it like that. Looking at everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. That was an also an A24 film, yeah. which was low budget, and that was $25 million. No, that's a lot. See, the thing is, what we call low budget in Britain compared to America is always a big, big difference. Massive difference. Things something like train spotting that cost a million dollars. No, and um, but that was back in the nineties. Okay. You've got to be aware of inflation. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, some low budget uh, British films can just be a million. But I mean, it's very rare for a um, for an American low budget film to just be a million. It's usually at least over ten million no, really? dollars. Right. Right. Yeah, their their notion is very very different, and I guess also you've got to think about the dollar pound difference. That's also a big factor. So you enjoyed Marcel. I did, as I say, palate cleanser, very different, and it's one of those things whereby kids would enjoy it, although the plot is quite slow, but it does feel at times that it's more designed for adults, because the characters do go through their little, you know, inner psychological journeys, which are quite a relatable type of thing. It's like, at one point, Marcel says to the documentary filmmaker, maybe um, the reason your marriage came to an end is because you're always hiding behind a camera, focusing on other people's lives and never focusing on your own. And I thought to myself, blimey, you don't usually get that in an animated film. Do you know what I mean? It, was, it's, um, it explores this in a month... In- among mad kind of comedy antics because it has got that kind of broad animation humor there are some deep character soul-searching moments which are quite nice well david thank you so much for this week's movie tip not at all captain not at all thank you did you hear that (laughs) oh it's not mandy again banging on about what she just said No, I didn't. She just whispered, sexy. Sexy. There's nothing sexy about, you know, nothing sexy happened last night. I just <laughs> slept next to a fridge and I got my good eight hours of, of closed eyes sleeping time. Thank you very much. I feel quite refreshed because there was, you know, electronic intercourse took place. Okay. Simple as that. There's no digital hanky panky. Thank you very much. I just went to sleep and arose. Like the cinema prophet I am to share my goods.
Right, so David, this it's this week's random movie generator time. You can hear Mandy um, chugging away in the background. Absolutely doing what she needs to do. <laughs> what does that mean? In the sense of not, you know, handing out slanderous sexual uh, gossip about me and getting me internet cancelled for crying out loud, okay. but fornicating with a robot, which is untrue. Okay. okay. Now let's 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 choose the film you're going to review next week. Please. So, sir, for please. anyone new, we've got some new listeners. So, welcome, new listeners. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Anyone who do- doesn't know what's going on, <laughs> uh, David. Uh, Mandy will generate three movies and David has to blindfoldedly pick one of them to review for next week. So, how are you feeling, David? Nervous, sir. Yeah. I can't do be you done really with feel nervous dragon. around this time? Yeah, I do feel a bit on edge. Excited? There's an element of excitement as well, though. Yeah. I must admit, like it anything. must be like that because, you know, this could sort of enhance your weekend or kind of ruin it. Well, and also, sometimes it comes out of a film that I've forgotten about. It's like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to watch that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh yes, please. Yeah. Okay, well, I've got the genres all lined up. Wonderful. You've got to choose the genre of the first movie. So, Let's go take for your it. time. Uh, please, David, choose the genre of this first movie. Stop. Drama. Okay, nothing wrong with that. And now choose the decade of the first movie. Stop. 2000s. Lovely. Lots of potential there. And we generate, please, Mandy. Okay, Mandy has generated four movies. And it's up to you to pick which one you're going to pick. Over to you. Press the button. Hurt Locker. Oh, lovely. Okay. Yeah. So that's Catherine Bigelow. That was a big Oscar film. That would be very nice. <laughs> thank you very much. That would go down a lovely time. I thought that would go you, down well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lovely stuff. Well, that's some of that. Okay. So, David, please, could you choose... This should be a game show. This should be some kind of TV show. This is wonderful. Please, David, could you choose a genre... Of the second movie. Stop crime. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Uh, please choose the decade of the second movie. Stop. 2010s. Okay. Generate. Mandy's generated four movies. It's now over to David to choose one of them. Hit the bum. Free fire. Oh, God, now that would be good. That's the Ben Wheatley yeah. film. That was filmed in Brighton. I think Dan's in, like in the American I think Dan's 70s. Skin is in Free Fire. I think he is. He's been in a lot of Ben Wheatley films. And it's all set in one warehouse and it's a shootout. Yeah. I'd be, do you know, I've never, that's the only Ben Wheatley film I've never watched. Okay, well, you might so get be to watch very it and review interested. it. So far, very nice. Hurt Locker and Free Fire. Oh, very happy. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Either of those. I love his third one was Pete's Dragon. <laughs> Two, the return. Okay. Okay, now choose the Breathing genre fire. of the third movie. Take your time. This is this is a big moment. Stop. Animation. 
Okay. And please choose the decade. Stop. 1960s. Oh, God. This is very Pete's Dragon territory. This is... And we generate. Oh, Jesus. Please tell Mandy when to stop spinning the movies. Press the button. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 1964. Oh, my God. That makes me just feel ill. More like kids' animation. Do you know what I mean? That really does... I don't want to sound too melodramatic, but I do feel slightly nauseous at the moment. But don't get me wrong, who knows? He's he's a very relatable chap. He's he's you know, he's got a work ethic. Um, you know, he's an interesting character that might have an interesting character art to delve into. I can't be cynical. Yeah. So it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 1964. There we go. Okay. Dear God, this is a real I feel as though this is I'm in Las Vegas and I'm, I've got my car keys on the crack table. <laughs> That's what you know. I feel like. Jeez. You've got two crackers. And then you've got, well, who knows? Who knows? Rudolph might be good. You never know. He's a well-known name. <laughs> There's an interesting character arc to look into. That, you know, cynicism is a very easy way to, uh, to, a very easy street to wander down, Just isn't it? It'd be weird to watch a Christmas movie from the 1960s on a Saturday. Utterly bizarre. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm not sure where I'll find it, if I better find that one. Right, so. Oh my God, this is a real gamble. In this it. Is, okay, so, come on. Um, I have given each movie an A and a B and a C, and I've jumbled them up. And now it's over to you. Are you going to choose A, B, or C? How can that be? Because Hurt it was locker. a third one. Oh, thank Ooh. God. I was going to get quite annoyed then, wasn't I? What a nightmare. I really let myself go. What were you going to say? I was about to say, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I was going to just get irritated. I thought the idea of having to look at Rudolph was just filled with such How annoyance. How can that be? Even... How can that yeah, be? Because I said... <laughs> I really let myself go there. What's I happening did that last to you? Last time when I thought the podcast had recorded, oh I got God. irritated. Then it doesn't take much for me to go into toddler mode. It does doesn't, it? Does I do it? Apologise. It really doesn't. I really did just lose my way there. I think after Pete's Dragon, it was just like I can't be done with that now. That's too much. I would have watched it. Don't get me wrong. I don't. Oh, sorry. Listen to me there. I would have watched it. Voice going up a few optics. <sighs> Listen, if I've got to edit this, you've got to bloody watch the movie. I know. No, I do respect that. Jokes aside, Captain. Jokes aside, I do respect that. And and um, the I Red really want to see what you said then. I really want to watch back. How can that be? I said C, and you said A, B. And... <laughs> I, I don't quite know where I was going with that. I was getting genuinely... I do apologise if I was getting a bit irritated oh, then. That was a bit what kind I loved of, about oh. that is that you had two really good ones and one... God, that... Oh, it was just too much. It's just like, both of those I'm up for, 100%. Hurt Locker's a great film. Oh, the anger's about to rear its ugly head again, says Jez Corden. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Let myself down. Still, you got Hurt Locker. Oh, God, yeah. Well, now I feel... Like a spoiled brat. Like, I've got what I want. Yeah, exactly. I want, I, like want, I don't want to stick a rock, Mum. We've got you chocolate. Oh. 
Oh, God, what a nightmare. Now you feel like the brat has got what he wanted yeah. type of thing. Oh, dear. That's good, though. Hurt Locker. I've, I've, oh, oh, fantastic. I been... saw it yonks ago, but years ago, to the extent that I can't even remember it. Do you know what I mean? So I saw it in the cinema when it first came out. So my memory of it is very vague. I just remember that so first it's totally time to watch. sort of 20 minutes. That's the bit. Oh, it's really nail-biting. Oh, my God. It's unbearable. Really? Unbearable. Massively so. Yeah. Guy Pierce is really good now. I remember that. Now, I really look forward to returning to that because my, my memory of it, as I say, is very, very woolly. So it's definitely time to, to revisit it. Dr. Gregor says, I love an Edwards micro hissy fit. And we've got to keep the micro, people. <laughs> we've got to keep the micro. I must admit, I was nervous for you then. I was like, oh, mate, a rain, animated reindeer movie from 1960. <laughs> well, I was even thinking, where, where would I find it? Do you know what I mean? From the sixties, who even produced that? It's not even at least with it's Pete. Got Stratton, half decent reviews, Disney. by the way. I had a look at it. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a bit like the Grinch in America, where they they watch it each year. It's one of those, you know, one of those classic animated films that's always on their TVs each year because they've got a few of those. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's um, random movie generator. If you don't mind, we got three questions from the patrons. Please ask. I'm glad they've got questions to ask and they're interested and engaged. Uh, but for everyone else, thank you for listening and downloading. Please like and subscribe. Please tell your friends, your families, please, all please, the people please. in your village. Please let them oh, know. Yeah, don't, don't leave the people out in your village. Honestly, and I'm not saying that in a sarcastic manner. Everyone, this is my lifeboat. This is what keeps me going. Do you know what I mean? It's my dopamine hit of the week. It's my Prozac that my doctor won't give me. So please keep this podcast going. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we live in a world of irony and tongue-in-cheek humour, but I'm not being sarcastic at this point. I'm just being genuine. I'm just saying how it is. Please help lift this podcast to the top of the film and TV charts. We were number six last week for about two or three days. We were up with Kermode and Brett Goldstein's. We've dropped to about 30-odd yeah. now. Were we? Absolutely we were. Absolutely we were. How did that manage it? Wow. What happened there? Well, wow. thank you very much, everybody. And we'll see you Wait next week. Goodbye, people. Thank you. Random. Random.